Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Hi guys, welcome to my 50th episode. Whoa, (laughs) pretty big stuff for me. So I really wanted to do something different for today to celebrate the fact that I got 50 episodes in. So I wanted to get the person who I adore and love the most in this whole entire world. And I want us to start talking about love. So I'm getting my husband to join me here today. And I want to just talk about things that we do that kind of helps us support and have the relationship that we have. And especially in the times and the current state that's happening right now with the COVID-19, I thought, wow, what a great opportunity to step back and talk about something so positive and that brings so much joy to me and hopefully sprinkle a little bit of joy to you guys. So we by no means have a perfect relationship and it's never what we're striving for at all. Okay, so today is just all about showing up really sharing what kind of effort and energy that we put into our relationship, what that looks like, really to have that transparent, open, honest conversation about what it takes from the both of us to actually get our relationship the way it is, okay? Because it's sure not magic, guys, okay? It takes energy and effort, and I think the more people that show up and have these real conversations, the more realistic we actually look at relationships and we have an idea of kind of what kind of effort I should be putting in versus what's bad effort and kind of just hold ourselves accountable for that. So my hope with sharing this piece of my life is really to encourage and support those great, real, honest types of relationships. So that is definitely the goal today. Okay, and showing up with me today, as I said, is my husband. So Scott, welcome to the show. It's good to be here, Jill. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so appreciative that you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and and join me on today's episode. Thank you. You're welcome. So guys, relationships, we all know, or hopefully we know, that they're not always that easy, okay? So it takes energy and effort from both people in the relationship to really show up for each other. And I think that's really important that we understand that and not have this fairy tale expectation that if it takes work, it's broke or something, okay? Or that it's one person's responsibility to do all the work, So think about when you take care of yourself, that's work too, okay? To show up, make the right choices, do all those things that lead to a better quality life. You know, it's not about making those easy choices that take no energy. It's about really consciously showing up for yourself. So how can we expect it to be easy with another individual, okay? So somebody who doesn't hear our internal thoughts at all, somebody who has their own history and life experience, and somebody who doesn't exactly perceive situations or words the same way that we do. So how can we expect that relationship 
to be easy without making the energy to really talk things out and show up for each other and understand each other. Because when we don't do that, I feel that's when we get those big misunderstandings and those continuous relationship breakdowns. So that's my spiel on relationships. So hun, what would you say is your kind of in a nutshell version of a relationship? Well, I think you were touching on it there is the first part is understanding the other person. So it takes a while to get to know somebody. So you get to learn their ins and outs and how they think and stuff. And I'm still learning that from you, but it gets easier and easier as you go along. And you learn to kind of intuitively guess what they're what they're thinking or where they're coming from. And and then you got to consider your point of view and their point of view. And sometimes, you know, or a lot of time, there's a compromise between both people. So I think that's the most important part for relationships for me. And then when I mentioned how it takes energy and effort, what perception or what thought process do you have when I mentioned something like that? It takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort. <laughs> we, you know, like you sometimes you just don't want to have those conversations or you're in a it's all about what mood you're in, what state of mind you're in. And if you don't feel like having a conversation in that, that state of mind, which usually happens, you got to force yourself into it because you know that it will affect the relationship negatively if you don't, right? So. And so I would say, like, this is, it's great to get a, um, like somebody else's lens right now, and especially somebody who's in the relationship with me right now. So I know what I do, but what do you do? on days that you're like, you know what, I don't want to have this conversation now. What's the kind of self-dialogue process that actually gets you to the table? Uh, Well, I'm usually, as you know, pretty grumpy for a bit and (laughs) unwilling to talk. But I think just the fact that I'm sitting there and still engaged in it is kind of showing you that I'm still, I care about what's what's happening. But I think you do a lot of... uh, work as well that gets me talking and stuff you're able to to be patient with me and allow me to go through my grumpy phase and then and then a lot of the time I'll I'll open up but it's it's hard to get there for me sometimes I just don't want to talk about it but um, and so what's the dangly carrot that pushes you uh, her name is Jill (laughs) (laughs) can't be another person (laughs) but what is it that pushes you I I think it's the the fact that I care about our relationship and that I don't want to leave things hanging because if we just walk away from each other, we're both in surly moods for the rest of the day. And we've learned a long time ago not to, not to do that, have that, we should have that difficult conversation right away and clear things up and, and make things right. So we're not going to bed angry and we can't sleep and, and yeah, I, I like to resolve things and not have that negativity lingering over the relationship. So in a way, when I'm hearing you, for me, it's a lot like how I show up for myself, though. It's because I want a quality life. So I relation being I want a quality relationship. So it's important to show up and put that energy in, even when we're tired, even when we're grumpy. It's important to do the work because that's what's going to allow us to feel better, hence by ourselves or in a relationship. Right. And if you don't 
put that into the relationship, you stop caring about the relationship. Or, you know, obviously if you're not doing it, you you don't care about the relationship. So a sign that you're actually having the conversations is a sign that you care about the relationship and you're willing to make it better or fix it or or improve on it, right? Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's adorable that you painted me in a nicer light <laughs> and that it's your grumpy mood, but I show up just as bad sometimes. We all have our moods, guys. It's really important to recognize nobody handles it perfectly. So days that I am not my best self, hun, you're the one who allows me or gives me the time and space to help me get myself a little bit more grounded before having that conversation. So I think it's important to, even when we might be disagreeing or something, to actually respect each other and encourage each other to show up because you want that resolved. So a big piece of what we're talking about right now is communication. Okay, so it's why communicating is absolutely everything without words describing what we're going through or what our perception was or what our story was for us or an event how is the other person ever going to really understand so the fact of showing up hopefully in that rational state of mind (laughs) if not getting ourselves there and leaning into those hard talks naming the emotions and naming what's happening for you you're like the best listener in the whole entire world, Scott. And that helps me talk things out. But it's not that you're just giving me the space to talk. For me, a really important thing with us and our communication is you actually try to understand me. You try to figure out why I'm actually thinking that way. And that for me, it, it's almost twofold. I feel like I'm building a relationship with you and it also allows me to have clarity around why I think that way. So for communication, so that's what it kind of does for me, being able to talk it out. Why communication? How how essential do you think that is in a functioning relationship? Well, in terms of arguments and stuff like that, if I mean... You have to understand where the other person is coming from. And if your views are, you know, very different, you're not going to get anywhere unless you understand where the other person's coming from. And somebody's going to have to make a compromise, if not both of you, like, and, and kind of acknowledge what the other person's feelings and the, what the other person is thinking. And even if that conflicts with what you're thinking, like, Sometimes what they say makes a lot more sense than what you have in your head or, or, you know, you see their point of view and that's okay to kind of relinquish or, or let go of, of your own point of view because you can understand where they're coming from. And it's not, you don't need to, to die on your sword here and hold on to your, hold on to your beliefs because they're ever changing. We're growing all the time and somebody else's opinions matter and so as long as you're listening and willing to to adjust a little bit I think that's that's the first step and that seeking of the other person's let's call it perception really to understand what's going through their thoughts for me I find it it allows a sense of 
clarity and deeper understanding to maybe why they act a certain way or why they show up a certain way or maybe why they were offended or hurt. It allows instead of, oh, that was so over the top or what a different reaction than mine. For me, it allows that that empathy and that connection. Yeah, and it teaches you things about yourself as well, not only about the other person, but you learn why is this, why am I holding on to this opinion so strongly when it doesn't really, like it's not that important and you just, you know, you're, you should be willing to, like I said, let things, let things go because some things aren't as important as the person you care about. So as we talk about perception and communication, I totally think of times that maybe I was really living in my own feelings and I was over the top and I was maybe annoyed or mad or just built up emotion. And so I think it's important, so let's address the what about if we're too emotional in that moment? What do you talk about the way we show up for our relationship when one of us is maybe um, a little bit over the top <laughs> <laughs> and how we kind of, what's our practice? Well, I think at first we were more ready to, to walk away and then stew in our own juices for half an hour or an hour and then come back together because one of us couldn't stand it anymore. But um, I still think, you know, a five or 10 minute de-escalation period is sometimes necessary or helps us kind of get our thoughts together and our brains not as scrambled. And so I think, you know, just so people know, the other person knows that you're just going away for a little bit, you're coming back. I think it's okay to say, give me five minutes, give me 10 minutes. I just need to, just need that time to gather my thoughts and then we'll come back together and talk about it. That's something we're using more often, I think, but we haven't uh, had too many of those moments in the last while. so <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we, we practice it and I think we learn as we go too. Things that work, like I, I think we're really good with the debrief <laughs> for both of us. The poor man has me <laughs> for a spouse. So I, there's lots of debrief that happens. So how could we do this better? <laughs> what could we have done differently is definitely uh, some conversations that happen after our disagreements. But I think like for me, that de-escalation period, it almost allows me to detach from my ego for a little bit. Because I think if you go hot into a conversation, sometimes I think it's easy to get caught up in trying to prove your point. Or to like one thing I know I did in the beginning was to to blame you a lot more like than, than take the blame myself, right? And that's something I'm learning to do more is is accept my portion of of the guilt. Analyze what I did wrong, not only what you did wrong. And, <laughs> and still so what, sometimes you want it you want to tell the other person what they did wrong, but I think the important thing is to not go to a place where it becomes negative, where you start name calling and, and excess, excessively blaming and stuff like that. But a lot of the time, these these arguments are not cut and dry; like they're they're one person's opinion against another person's opinion. So, trying to find out who's right and who's wrong is is really the wrong way to go about <laughs> the argument, right? So, so what has allowed you to make that shift, though? Like instead of the going in blaming. What has helped you? What are you doing differently to actually show up and start owning whatever piece is yours? Well, I, like I said, I try not to blame anymore because I know that kind of, you know, we've 
talked about this a lot in the last year or two is is we're all in charge of our own emotions and so I can I can blame you for how I feel or I can take accountability for my own reactions to the situation and not blame you right and not be so attacking like realize hey oh I'm partially to blame at least partially to blame for this and and to go on from there and be kind of be in the frame that where I'm more forgiving well you were always really good though with the no name calling you were always way better yeah that's something that I I learned long ago and people you know you people call each other names in the in or not names but like they say hurtful things in in the heat of an argument and and sometimes it hurts sometimes it didn't and it's just like why like this is supposed to be the person you love why are you (laughs) saying this negative stuff about them because that can impact somebody for a long time and the stuff you say is not necessarily the stuff you mean so why not just discuss things rationally without (laughs) saying all the all all that all that uh, nasty stuff what a beautiful thing though to learn from a past relationship and continue it because who we are today is formed based on the relationships, experiences that we've had up into this point. So what a great plus, what a great benefit to bring those lessons learned into your relationships to help maybe not make the same mistakes (laughs) or show up a little bit kinder. So as he talks, I have no doubt you you totally see um, how he's my perfect Match, I'm sorry. Settle down, Joe. I know. I love you so much. So we talked about communication, okay? We talked about more when you disagree, what we do, kind of practices we have. And I already mentioned it, but I want to bring it back a little bit, is after we have that kind of uh, hiccup or after we kind of have that different perspectives or disagreement or whatever it is, my favorite part and to think The one thing that I think, or one of the many, but a big thing that I think really benefits us is that we do look at what did we do wrong here, (laughs) both of us? How could we have done that differently? Huge question. Yeah, you were mad. And how could I have been better in that situation for you to help in that? So I I know this is my language and, and this is my work and this is what I do. But Scott, how is that for you that I totally in the hot seat here, but when I'm getting us to debrief and talk about, is that different for you? Like what, what kind of does that bring for you? Well, I mean, in past relationship relationships, conversations like that could have gone on for a long time and, you know, you just keep going round and round and not really get anywhere. And then you just end up walking off, right? Like it's it's kind of typical of what um, a lot of people do. And with you, you would ask specific questions. So you'd really get me to think about kind of where uh, my own perspective and you'd try to get me to see your perspective and stuff. Um, so a lot of that, like a lot of learning came from that. Like we we talked about things that were that mattered. So it kind of streamlined the process. It's not a, it's not a, I don't like getting into arguments. Like it's something, nobody likes that. And so, I mean, sometimes we can talk a bit too much about 
some things if we're if we're really not seeing eye to eye and that's when it can get it can get tedious and then I can start to shut down just because it's it's I feel that you know there's no equal ground here and it's not uh maybe it's not as relevant to me as it is to you mm-hmm. and and I'm willing to to let it go but um that's kind of the that's you know with somebody who does this for a living you might want to overanalyze it a little bit too much from time oh, to time. No, I have no doubt. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's the only thing and I would... And so when that happens, though, how, like, how... Because you, you, you're always so respectful whenever we have these conversations. And I always feel heard and I always feel that you're showing up and being present with me. So when it's starting to go on, I don't... I can't even say what you do. What do you do <laughs> when you want to stop the conversation? Well, I don't really try to stop it. I think I just let you say what you want to say. Like if you if you're stuck on something in particular, I try to resolve it as best I can. And then I, I don't know. Sometimes I just I probably just say, "Can we uh, can we stop talking about <laughs> this or whatever?" Just and then it's you know if it's nothing super serious, then. It shouldn't be a big deal, but... And so I would think that in that moment, because like I said, I never feel disrespected. So I think a big piece of what we're talking about here is being able to say what it is for the other person. So if we're in an argument or trying to see each other's perspective, when one person is starting to notice they're checking out or they need maybe a break sometime apart from that conversation or to stop it for a little bit, I think it's really important to ask for that stuff. So that's what I mean with communication. I mean like open, honest communication. It's about being real with each other. You're the person or the life person that you chose to be with. So it's about making sure we're showing up and being our authentic, real self. And the only way we can do that is if we we lean in and we actually say what's happening for ourselves and share that experience with each other. I believe when you do that, you get such a rich connection. You get a connection that offers you, I don't even know how to put it, but for me, I know it, it, it just allows me, the more we have our conversations and we continue on this path, the more it just promotes me showing up and telling my truth to you, whatever it is in that moment. And I really feel that because we continuously do that for each other, we support a foundation where we can have, I think, really any conversation, like a judgment-free zone. That's right. Well, I think we, you know, four years in now, we share a lot of the same views now. So our, <clears throat> our opinions and and the ideas that we have are fairly in line and so that's another reason why I, why I can come into an argument or like you know if we're in an argument and I can I can see your point of view because it always comes from those same ideas and stuff like that which I do agree with right and so it's it's like it's it's common sense almost that that yeah it makes sense but I can see my perspective as well and I mean it's sometimes a little bit difficult to give up my own position but you know, everything, there's, it's all gray. It's not black and white. <laughs> well, I don't see it as, 
giving up your position. I see it as maybe coming to a third, like your perception, my perception, and building a newer understanding with more. It's a great way to rephrase it, Jill. <laughs> That's always the goal. Yeah. But a big piece is just being able and caring about what it is for the other person, what's happening for them. You know, I love, I think one thing we both really have in common is that thirst to understand. And I think that allows us to not go into these conversations as rigid as some people can go in. I feel we both go in asking questions and really seeking that understanding because I don't feel that we're trying to push a lot of maybe our ideas down someone's throat. I think it is about experiencing together and just finding another understanding about the experience, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, it helps having both people on the same page going in so that when you do get in an argument, you know, it might make things easier to resolve it if they both have the same belief system, right? So if you've, if you've got two different people that, you know, you're gearing up for some difficult times ahead, like people with two different viewpoints. So, I mean, that's something to consider. And I don't think though, we've always had the same viewpoint as each other. I think core beliefs, absolutely. We have similar, but I think we've had different lenses. Yeah. And I think just trying to understand each other is is big and talking it out versus kind of holding on to stuff. It gets really dangerous, I find, when you you mentioned about blaming earlier. So blaming and really holding on to that. I think that really starts to boil some negativity and it really to- makes a relationship toxic or can. I know you didn't like it when I started doing it. So that's how I, you know, I started noticing how much I did it, right? And not taking accountability for myself. See, that's so. so funny because like reflecting back, I don't remember you blaming. I always thought... Just block it out, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I always see you as so level-headed and I don't see a lot of... Yeah, blame. So way too... See what we see, what we want to see, I uh, guess. Okay. So <laughs> we talked about communication and perspectives and how... I would say, would you agree with this, Scott, is that essentially, I think a huge piece of a functioning relationship is that ability to communicate. Yes, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not so obvious, uh, because I don't feel it's a common thing. So, you know, really remembering here that it's about leaning in and having those real honest conversations. So besides communication, which obviously we're pitching, please do lean into that. Get to know each other. Try to figure out why somebody's thinking the way they're thinking. That that can be fun. It, it builds your relationships. It can be really beneficial. I also want to talk about what are, what are some other things that you think that we do really good um, that's worth kind of sharing to the broader audience or, or whoever's listening today. What do you think that we do that really helps us be us and get the experience that we get? With respect to communication or with respect to anything? Just with respect to our relationship. So I feel that we get this wonderful, beautiful relationship because of the energy and effort we put into it. So 
what's something you would attribute to giving us this result? Um, I think one thing that I really like about you is that you um, are able to tell me how you're feeling, tell me your emotions, tell me, and because a lot of time people don't know what the other person's thinking and stuff unless they show them through physical actions or, you know, just tell them like, and that's something I never knew I wanted to hear. And so that's, that's an important part to me. And, um, and so it makes me do it for you too. Maybe not as much as you do it for me, but, um, and so, you know, if the other person's doing it for you, it might tell you that, Hey, it's important to them too. So you might want to reciprocate, um, those, those things. So that's, it's one thing, Jill. Uh, and one thing I'd add to that or to go on that is the fact, so those conversations, those sharing emotions, it's the energy, the time and energy that we put into this relationship. And among so many things that I love about you, hon, but a huge one is that you show up and you put, I see you put energy into us. I see you sit down and have this conversation or talk about something or, you know, see you show up to help build this relationship. And I see the effort you put in. And because I see my partner doing that, I all, I, I always know I give, I'm good at that, but you make me want to give to a different level. So when I see that energy and effort being reciprocated, it just makes me want to give even so much more. (laughs) So the fact that you dedicate and allow us to really kind of block out quality time together, I think is essential. And I just want to touch on quality time. So not on our phones, sitting, watching TV. That's not what I mean. (laughs) Although we do spend time doing that as well. Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. And the first thing I would say about that is that wasn't quality time together. (laughs) But like the quality time of, you know, laying in bed or the quality time of going for a walk without our phones and just really being in each other's space and just sharing our thoughts <laughs> kind of in that moment or just being present with each other. I find that something to me that I really cherish about our relationship. So reflecting and thinking of some more things that I think we really do well, that I think it's worth mentioning to kind of pitch and encourage uh, is supporting each other. So I think we're all individuals, guys, <laughs> and no person is going to be the exact same as you. So I think it's really important to support each other's hobbies and passions and what they want to do in life and help figure that out or help them figure that out, you know, and do it as a team. So by that, I mean you, hun, you have your music that you love to do and you have your games that you like to play both video and board (laughs) board we have the common though so board games we both love video games if you're talking mario kart i'm in or not mario kart mario brothers i'm in uh but PUBG, i am not that's fine (laughs) but so i think it's important to support each other and by that i mean 
encourage people or the other person to have those passion projects, to have that thing that brings you joy. Yeah, and it's important for you to block out time for them to do that as well and realize, you know, if they're not getting all that time, like what does that do to them? And, you know, so it's it's a fine balance. It's a, it's a fine dance <laughs> to, to figure out those. Uh, uh, and each week, each week is different. Each day is different for what, what a person needs, right? So it's very hard to, to know when somebody um, needs a little bit of extra time for themselves. And that's why it's important to tell the person that, they, that you need some more time or whatever. And sometimes they're willing to give it to you. Sometimes <laughs> they're not. But Well, I think that goes back to our communication <laughs> too, right? Yeah. Like being able to ask for what you need, I think is very important. But investing in each other, encouraging each other, like think of this podcast. I would never have started this. On, like I would never have started this or done this if it wasn't for you and Carl and Stacy having the conversation to encourage me to kind of show up and consider to start doing it. So you supporting me, you continuously editing my stuff. And guys, whew, what you hear is not the version that is first recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so lots of editing and lots of time and energy. So the fact that you support me when I feel not so sure about it, you being there and helping get to the root about why I do this, what's my point? And help rejuvenate that for me. And I think by you understanding why I do those things and then showing up and encouraging me when I don't see that, like that's that's such a gift I think you can give each other. Yeah. And don't forget about that beautiful intro music as well. <laughs> oh, sorry, hon. Yeah, <laughs> you do. But like think about that. So think about the way I encourage you with your music. Yeah. What does, what does that do for you? What does that allow? Well, I mean, it, it makes me feel better about it. You encourage uh, singing and playing. You want me to sing and play in front of you, which is something I've never experienced before. Which is mind-blowing to me because yeah. the man is amazing. But go on. Okay. Um, <laughs> and just allowing the time for me to, to um go and noodle in the basement or whatever, do whatever I, I need to do to to satisfy that that musical itch, I guess, or whatever, or, you know, whatever else I, I may be doing, whether it's video games or, or time with my friends and stuff, you allow me, not allow, but I mean, like, you, you're you accepting of my, of the, that time that I take to do that, so. But having somebody that accepts and promotes and encourages that, what does that offer you? Well, it makes me want to do the same for them. It makes it makes it a relationship worth being in because you get support from that. You get to do the things that you like to do and you get to help out another person do the things that they want to do. So it's a lot of give and take and it does take extra energy and extra time, but you know, with the right person it's very much worth it. So and that so you know that's you, Jill. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. And so wrapping that up, really supporting each other, being ourselves, being our true individual self. What brings you joy? Are you encouraging the person that you're with to do that? Are you in their corner trying to figure it out and carve time in your busy lives to try to support that? 
Because without us doing those things, I got a question. How are we showing up? How are we able to really show up fully in a relationship when we don't feel our tanks are full? Okay. So not only supporting each other as individuals, I think it's also important to have the things that you have in common too. So for us, I know we love board games. That's a, a thing we do with our friends all the time. Settlers of Catan, yes please. <laughs> that was probably one of our first talking points. Um, but like, so board games, but we also have a lot of board games that we play with just me and you. So we have like, what do we do? Whether We something? play crib. Crib. Crokinole. Crokinole. Um, sequence is newly added into the the list. Yahtzee. Uh, so lots of board games. Lots of board yeah. <laughs> games. And that's that's something we really enjoy. We also like sometimes the same shows. That's not always the case, but we'll usually get one or two that we like together. Other things that we... Bike rides. We play darts. Um Go for walks. Walks. Hikes. Hikes, yeah. Try to get outside. We both like outside, but not in a crazy exertion way. <laughs> we like bike riding and walking, more relaxed kind of stuff. So I think it's really important to figure out things that you both enjoy together and make time and energy to do those things. Because not only are you spending quality time when you do those things, I, I feel like you're fueling the relationship with a little bit more positivity. Two. Another thing that I think is really important in a relationship is sharing responsibilities. So Scott, before I take all the words here, why don't you walk me through? What do you think about responsibilities and sharing that load with each other? I sweep the floors and mop the floors and you do the bathrooms and that works for us. <laughs> so. I don't mean that. I mean the fact of being able to share it versus one person doing more than the other. Well, we got to talk about resentment then. If you, if one person's doing <laughs> all the chores and doing all the work and taking all that, all their, you know, essentially personal time to do the other person's share of the work, they're going to be resentful. So it's very important for both people to feel that they have um, a give and take in that, that area. And so whether it's one person cleans out the dishwasher and the other person put, puts the dishes away, or I cook tonight, you cook tomorrow night, you know, or even shoveling the shoveling the driveway and stuff like that. Like they're all shared responsibilities. They're not he chores and she chores. Like everybody can can, can learn to do everything. So um, except for clean the bathrooms, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but I think a big thing is. You know, and once again, like everything we're talking about is going back to communication, talking about what we like doing, what we don't like doing. We share our responsibilities because, and I think a big plus for us is we both lived on our own for so long and we did all of it ourselves. So I think it was, you understood the energy and effort that it takes to do this stuff. And so you started to appreciate and respect when somebody was showing up and sharing that load with you yeah it might not be something that a a younger person who is a few years out of mom and dad's house would that they would appreciate like that they need to share responsibility especially young guys like there's a lot of guys who you know are, are young men who are just 
you know, naturally lazy. And I was that guy too. And it was only until I had a house of my own and I had to do all these different things that I learned um, that chores need to be done. And as much as I don't like doing them, they have to get done. So that's probably what you appreciate now is that I had that time on my own to figure that out rather than figuring it out with you. So it's, it's harder when you're younger. You're still learning everything and you're still um, still growing and you're still getting new ideas and, and maybe you're not as open to new ideas yet. So it, everybody just, you know, naturally conflicts more when they're, when they're younger. Whereas when you're older, you know, maybe you're, you're a bit looser with uh, how you perceive things and it's not a, not as big a deal, but. And I think like I would extend it to young women as well or anybody. I was never one of those, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> But, you know, it it just depends. Like, are you taking the other person really for granted? Or are you showing up and trying to put just as much energy in? I think that's really essential. One of my favorite things is that both of us cook and that we, if one person cooks, the other person tries to tidy up or maybe not. Maybe it's the next night we try to switch the rules a bit. But I think just knowing the energy that it takes to do that stuff and then when they're doing it and that's going to lead into the last piece that I want to touch on today is the gratitude having gratitude that the person is showing up and putting that energy and effort in thank you for shoveling the driveway you know thank you for you know mopping the floor thank you for cleaning the bathrooms because it's the job I hate the most (laughs) but being able to show up and appreciate each other I think is really, really important. So, hun, gratitude is something I live and sleep by. So when I come to you with thankfulness and gratitude for what you're doing, how does that sit with you? What does that do for you? Well, I mean, it comes to the same thing as the, you know, when you you show me your emotions, you talk about your emotions and stuff. The gratitude is always there. So that's, you know, that's, part of it so um I appreciate it. it's always nice to be acknowledged for the things that you that you do right and people will be more willing to to do it if you if you say thanks and say I appreciate that it might sound like it's manipulative or something like that to say but I mean it's you know as long as people are acknowledged for the things that they do it it might make the task easier to do for them in the future yeah. well just think about it it's like the energy and effort you put in right like everybody wants to be recognized, I think, for what they're doing. It doesn't have to be big or huge, but I think just taking a second and just appreciating what the person did for you in that particular day. What did they do in that conversation, in your day, in your morning routine? How did they make it easier? Can you look for those things? So we, I talked about gratitude in multiple episodes And I really believe it forms your brain in a more positive light. So it gets you to actually start looking for more of the positives versus getting sucked into this huge wormhole of negativity. I think it's really important to look for the good. Look for what that person has done that day and acknowledge it. Not only are they feeling seen and heard, I promise you, it helps yourself as well. It makes you feel better. It makes you feel more excited and more positive as well. So that's the last thing I think is really an essential recipe for us and what really makes us tick and be able to reap the benefits that we have. 
I'm very blessed and I feel very grateful for our relationship. And the thing I love the most is that both of us show up for that. So because we show up for that together and we put that time and energy in, we get to reap the benefits and we get to have the relationship we have that I am extremely grateful for. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. So wrapping up for today, one last question before we wrap up. Anything else you would like to say about what makes relationships or what makes this relationship work so well for you? And it's not to pump our tires about how good we're doing. It's about giving people who are maybe just had bad relationships in the past, like we had before us, you know, not that they were bad, but it just wasn't our best relationship. So what is maybe your biggest lesson learned or a lesson that you would pitch to anybody out there seeking to improve their relationships? Um, put in the effort. It's, you know, if you really love the person, if you really want to make things work, it, and especially if you got married, that's should be your primary goal is put in the effort. Like, Nothing's going to improve if you stop trying, right? So it's, it has to be energy expended on your part to make things work, work. and the other person's as well. That's the only way a, a relationship is going to flourish. So that would be one thing I have to say. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. I really appreciate you showing up, Scott. I know um, this was something that wasn't your most exciting thing to do or that you wanted to do. And I really appreciate you getting a little bit uncomfortable and getting behind the microphone for this particular episode to allow me to really celebrate and make this episode a little tiny bit differently and have you along my side. So awesome. So guys, in the day today, and especially like I said, in times like this, in times of stress, um, chaos with the whole COVID-19, the scare, the stresses that exist right now for everybody. I think all I can do is take a step back and really look at how grateful I am for my life. So don't forget, I would encourage that. Step back from your day to day. What's working well for you? Acknowledge that. Take time to actually think about that. Consider it and allow your brain to feel those positive thoughts, okay? It's really easy, like I said, to get stuck in all that negativity. It's a huge moment for us as humans to really practice that self-awareness more than ever right now. So don't forget to take that extra time in your life to really appreciate all the things that are going so well. Never hesitate, guys, getting in touch. I always absolutely love to hear from people. Maybe even share what's working for you in areas of your life right now or what are some struggles. I would love to have that to bring it to the show. Maybe, who knows? So take some extra time, rate the show, leave a review. I always absolutely um, love you guys getting involved. It's a pleasure to record these episodes, not only to help spread all of this information, but also to keep myself on the right track. I find by me showing up, having these conversations with you, I feel it holds, allows me to hold myself to a different level. So thank you. Remember, a positive, happy life takes a lot of conscious 
effort and actions. Okay. If it was easy, guys, every single person would be happy. So don't forget, check yourself and acknowledge that it's absolutely up to you to power Power yourself. yourself.